It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, here we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Cluck Show, episode 280-something million. Still looking for that million download, by the way, so if you enjoy this podcast, please spread it around a little bit. Uh, share the love so we can hit that million. I know we've been talking about it uh, probably for years, how we want to get to a million downloads, and I believe we're dangerously close. Uh, you can stay up to date. If there's anything you missed, you can head over to jlnkshow.com. That includes all the social media stuff, our YouTube stuff, and then uh, ways you can listen to the Terrestrial Radio Show uh, is in there as well. All right, what are we going to find out on the podcast today? We're going to... Oh, how scary would it be if you broke up with somebody and then they said they put a, a hex on you? <laughs> if somebody says, I'm going to put a spell on you, what do you think? Who gives a shit? It's a spell. Big deal. Nobody cares about a spell. But if somebody uses the word hex... That sounds like it's going to stick. It legitimizes it. Uh, there's a woman on TikTok sharing how you can put a, he- a hex on an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend. We're going to find out the pros and cons of beers and sex. We're going to find out this one very important thing you can do with your significant other to get more sex. And does the dong make the man? Maybe. We'll find out. What the perfect dong size is today in the podcast. Also, we're going to check in with that guy who sent us uh, a message last week about fetishes and crazy shit that he's got going on. So uh, we'll, we'll check in with him here in just a little bit. Uh, he sent us a big, long message last week and wondered if it could be included in the podcast, maybe clear some things up about the way that he lives his life. We said, yes, you can. But let's get started. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. You looking for something fun and creative to do on Valentine's Day? Sure, we all are. We want to do something different. You don't want to do the same old shit. Let's go out for dinner and maybe a movie on Valentine's Day. We'll make out during the slow parts of the movie. Maybe we'll come home and have sex, but Valentine's Day is on a Monday night, so mm. let's not get carried away at Valentine's Whoa. Day this year. Sex on a Monday night. What is this? Vacation? Here's how you can spice up your Valentine's Day according to the ladies. Can I sell you on some sexy Scrabble? <laughs> I've got four letters. Hey, now you're going to be naked and stupid. <laughs> if your Valentine's date is a at-home event, put a nerdy spin on it with a game of sexy Scrabble. They say even Scrabble can be sexy if you make rules for each bonus square. Then it becomes a boner square warning. Hey. Maybe lose an article of clothing for every double word score. Oh, that is a good idea. I thought you were just going to spell out dirty shit like anal. <laughs> How about sentimental takeout? You could spice up your Valentine's Day. Do you and the wife have a favorite um, restaurant? Is it Steak and Shake? I bet it's Steak and Shake. You could turn up the romance on dining by ordering dinner from your favorite place. Like where you went for your first date, or perhaps where you celebrated your engagement. That's a pretty good idea. That's not too bad. How about a day date on Valentine's Day? If you've got kids. It's a Monday. That's a great fucking idea. Uh, Kids are in school. Use that time to celebrate with someone special during the daylight hours, such as a leisurely lunch. Or a liquid lunch, I think is what most folks would call it. Go to the movies. Just stay home. It says remind yourself what it's like to have sex when no one else is home. (laughs) Ways to spice up your Valentine's Day. Shop for something special. Ugh, headed to the mall may not sound like an exciting date. It's because it's not. 
But what if you go pick out something sexy together, like, you know, lingerie or sexy new undies? I don't know. Being a couple at a lingerie store is a bit much because everybody there is like, look at that guy. He's picking out something he's going to have sex with later. They suggest going to an adults-only store. Oh. Those ones with the weird arcade rooms in the back. Why is there a hole in all the bathroom stalls? This place is shoddily built. That's why it's every Valentine's Day. Termite problem? That's a big termite. <laughs> Look at it. It's pissing in the toilet a, for me. That's a huge bite. <laughs> Take it outside. If you live somewhere where it's not 14 degrees on Valentine's Day, go outside. A romantic stroll, a picnic, a walk in the park, a trip to a botanical garden. Those aren't terrible ideas. They say get scared. Watch a scary movie on Valentine's Day or take a ghost tour. Everybody's scared. Everybody gets frisky. Kick open the door while they're taking a dump. Ah! Try out a sexy photo shoot for Valentine's Day. You've always been curious about getting your photo taken. And who doesn't want a half-naked stranger in front of them? Now's your chance. I'm just kidding. You take pictures of each other. Find something sexy to wear and let the photo snapping begin. Yeah, unless Nudes by Steve is available from a couple podcasts ago. I don't know. It sure would be funny, though. Just, you know, doing the Costanza in front of somebody that you plan on having sex with later. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If my wife said act sexy for me, i just put my hands in front of my face and be like, I don't know what to do. Now, if a witch tells you she's going to cast a spell on you, who gives a shit, right? Yeah. What if she's going to put a hex on you? That sounds scary as hell. A hex, to me, sounds like it has to come from an old woman. It sounds warty to me. Sounds like you have a big wart on your nose. Yeah. There's a quarter. Go downtown and let a rat and all that thing off your face. Video shared on TikTok. Hashtag witch talk. Okay. Whoa. Hey, over 23 Billion views. Billion with a B? This community shows no signs of slowing down. TikTok witches are sharing spells online, promoting their magic. So that's why I can't get a fucking eye of Newt at Kroger right now. Some of these videos have over 3 million likes. As a community, they've got 2.3 billion. And they'll show you how to cast spells and put hexes on people. Jesus Christ. Does it it work? One video I'm looking at right now has 18 million views. A video, uh, the video shows uh, a witch controlling smoke with just her mind and a 33-year-old tarot card reader. Uh, It is so relevant right now because we learned last year we can't control things. So if you want to learn how to throw a hex on somebody that was an asshole to you, again, hashtag witch talk. Yikes. <laughs> the next day he gets hit by a car. You're like, oh my god, I just wanted him to stub his toe or something. Right. Wanted him to lose his job. I don't want him to get killed. Well, should have been more specific with your hex. Yeah. This isn't hex, this is sex. How does beer affect your sex life? Poorly. On the plus side, these are the pros and cons from AskMen.com. What are the pros and cons of beer and sex? The plus side, it's delicious. They say beer can help you relax. You know, when you're around somebody that's better looking than you, at least they'll get you. Ah, you know, maybe we are on the same level, even though you know you're not. The alcohol will lower your inhibitions. Beer may help you be a better conversationalist. It makes you flirtier. It makes you less cautious. The bad thing about beer versus uh, hard liquor or wine is that beer also makes you like maximum bloat. 
You're like, I gotta pee. Yeah, I gotta pee. You don't get these. I gotta pee. Again. You, you don't get the big awful wine stomach with the little burps. Like, <clears throat> I'll be right back. I gotta pee again. Oh. They say beer will help you unwind enough to put down those walls of insecurity and make you more likely to take a shot at a partner that you didn't think you had a shot with. And they're right. It's been scientifically proven that a little bit of alcohol can actually relax you enough to give you better erections. Hey. Well, I've certainly never found that to be the Oh, it says a little. Oh. oh that's a big difference. <laughs> Swimming in that shit. <laughs> I've got that awful 12 beer erection. Just... Yeah. There is a downside to beer and sex. This I as soon as they say this, beer is essentially liquid bread. Yeah, get you all fat. Maximum bloat, buddy. Yeah, the beer belly they say will affect your dating options. That goes double if you're chasing that beer with excessive snacking. When that happens, your, abel- your ability to physically move. <laughs> your ability to move physically and athletically is affected with that. I'm going to just lay here like a fat turd. You do all the work. You're a dump. Uh, they also say with beer comes the uh, chance that your little soldier won't be standing at attention. Excessive. Yeah, he might be leaning to one side or the other. They say excessive alcohol can contribute to obviously ED and orgasm issues. As with everything in life, calm it down. Bring a little moderation into the story. Find your comfort zone, they say. It says, find your comfort zone and thrive, thrive, thrive. That ties in perfectly with this. Where's one of the best places to have a beer? At home. On the beach. While you're camping. Oh. Uh. The campfire beer is one of the best beers you'll ever have. And they say couples that camp together have more sex. Whoa. Like a lot more. You're outside. You're in the woods. You're off alone. There's a romantic fire. You've got camp food. They surveyed 500 couples between the ages of 25 and 50 who camp. How does it affect your love life? We're talking like a tent or an RV. Something comfortable. It's somewhere out in the wilderness. 90% say they have more sex when they're camping than they would if they stayed home. 90%. 9 out of 10. There's going to be a huge uptick in camping after this word gets out. Half of the couples say they felt the boost to their sex lives. Because when you're camping, you have fewer distractions, and you can actually hang out and enjoy each other. About a third say campers uh, camping makes them carefree, which puts them in the mood. And then one out of ten say, yeah, it works because it uh, heats things up because we're closer together. A psychologist says that camping can be good for your sex life. It gives us the opportunity to reconnect with our partner and recharge our relationship in a meaningful way. We do, ooh, we rediscover our primal selves when we're close to nature. Yeah, doing it like the animals on the Discovery Channel, right? Isn't yeah. that what happens when you're in the woods? Like throwing a tent in a field behind your local Walmart. Yeah, I probably would go somewhere else because, you know, you don't want to sleep on needles. But, I mean, I would go out in the woods, but yeah, that's but th- a good idea. But think about all the nice hues that your uh, the used condoms you find will give to your campfire. Lovely greens and blues. 
All right, where's our message from uh, from the guy from last week? Uh, yeah, uh, our guy who was telling us about the uh, the cucking and the cuck queening. We knew about the cucking. We didn't know shit about the cuck queening, so that was new to us. But he wrote me another message, and it was much too lengthy and uh, titillating for the terrestrial show. But here it is. I have an interesting story for you. You guys are always interested in the different types of fetishes. This is a fetish that a good friend of mine got involved in back about 10 years ago when he was in his early 20s. He's a carpenter that works on a lot of high-end projects. He works with a lot of Amish craftsmen and has a few really good friends in the Amish community. 10 years ago, he was working on a project with an Amish guy in his mid-40s. He became friends with this guy and learned a few secrets about the Amish community. This is where things start to go off the rails. The Amish guy had just married his second wife, a young 18-year-old girl from the area. The guy had remarried because he couldn't have children with his first wife. The Amish guy had been having daily sex with his second wife for a few months, but she was still not getting pregnant. The Amish guy now understood the problem was with him, not his wife. The Amish community, he says, has a huge problem with infertility because of how small their gene pool is. Their solution to the problem is to get men outside the community to breed their wives. My friend has been a breeder in the Amish community for 10 years and guesses that he has fathered around 20 children in the community. That's insane. My friend told me that he knows of a few other guys from outside the Amish community that are breeders. The husbands look, hey, and here's what they're looking for. Big, strong, young man with some type of blue-collar trade. All right, so strikes one, two, and three for us. My friend told me that the husband sits there and watches while he impregnates the wife. My friend says he just sits there and watches. He doesn't do yo, anything. Yo, Yoder, can you, can you, <laughs> hey, go see what's on television for a couple of minutes. It's all I need. Just give me a couple of minutes. He said my, he doesn't do anything. He just sits there and, and watches, and it's nothing. It's like they're breeding cattle. He said, I also know from personal experience that young Amish men and women are big into the swing community during their rum springa. The Amish are all close, closet freaks. Sign our, our uh, frequent texter from last week. What in the fuck? The guy's got 20 kids running around? Yeah, that's crazy. How do you get invited to be an Amish breeder anyhow? Well, he just tells you right there. Well, you I work know. in the Amish community and you but have to have what they want. They're like, yeah, he looks strong and sturdy. Yeah, that's pretty much how it yeah, works. There's a guy with a beard and a straw hat just watching you with his arms folded. Now do that thing you know I like. Am I doing it right? Do I kiss her? How does this work? Now churn the butter. <laughs> I'm churning. Hey, I'm churning. Imagine though if they set you on your way with like a pie or a big thing of like Amish peanut butter. Fucking worth it. All right. Does the dog make the man? Are you a better man with a bigger dog? Or are you a little man with a little dog? They I'm ask women. You're probably more confident, right? Another uh, Another study of dongs. The ideal dong size according to women. What are they looking for? Didn't Lil' Kim once famously rap under seven inches? Eh, sorry. Uh, foot and a half, they say, on average. <laughs> That's uh, I want a clown cock. Yeah, a hot dong. That's what we're A foot and a half Costco hot dongs. There are preferences. Another study was put together to determine what is the perfect size. Does it really exist? And what might it be? What might it be? Scientists went directly to the women to ask their preferences, since humans are uh, generally horrendous at estimating sizes, be it the size of a crowd or the size of a dong. 
They opted for 3D models on a variety of schlongs. They colored them blue to eliminate the... Oh, they says they colored them blue to eliminate the possibility of any racial preferences. Oh! Look at all these Smurf dicks and pick one you like. Researchers found the women had two preferences for dick size. What are the preferences? Pretty big. One night, one night stand and a permanent boyfriend or husband. Oh, no. We already know which one we are. What do you think they went with? Big one for a one-night stand and a regular-sized or smaller one for a, for a long-term relationship. Uh, not that much bigger or smaller, however, depending on how you're looking at the glass. For a one-timer, she wants a 6.4-inch long, 5-inch diameter dong. For day-to-day use? Oh, we're talking about a girlfriend here. Preference was a little smaller, 6.3 inches long and a diameter of 4.8 inches. Most importantly, though, the fact that the size importance ranked near the bottom of the list of what was important to women. Just above eye color and type of car. So she's more more interested in your car than the size of your dog. I guess that's good news because you can always get a better car. That dog's got a dong no matter what. Yeah, it is. You're stuck with it. All right, here's your worst person on the planet, and it has everything to do with the size. Oh, man. You go out with this lady, right? You have a pretty nice date. You're like, Tracy? Her name is Tracy Kiss. K-I-S-S. You wanted the best. You got the best. Uh, You go out. You have a nice meal. You have some laughs. You have a good time. You swap some stories, and you're like, man, sure it would be nice to get it on with this 34-year-old Tracy Kiss. And she says, yeah, it'd be pretty nice to get it on with you, too. But first, I need you to put your penis against my forearm. Done and done. And you say, okay, why against your forearm? I was hoping to put it up against other things. And she says, well, I have a ruler to see if you measure up before I spend my time with you. That's what I tell her. It's a little known fact. You're actually supposed to start measuring from the butthole. The uh, woman... uh, uh, shocked her family and friends by getting a tattoo from her pinky finger to her elbow. And uh, okay, pinky finger to her elbow—that's like a foot and a half. It is—it's uh, a ruler, and she uses it to measure the size of any potential lover's penises. I imagine somewhere a dad's heart is shattered on the floor. Thirty-four-year-old Tracy Kiss says the tattoo is a practical design and a tool to enhance my life. Oh, she does say there aren't any numbers on the tattoo. Instead, it's a series of dots spaced one inch apart. So she knows she doesn't need the chart to tell her. She knows. Just count them off. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And why she couldn't, she couldn't just keep the reasoning for this anonymous. She had to tell people, no, it's my dick measuring arm. She says the the means, oh, also not having numbers on it means actually rather uh, it keeps the tattoo discreet. So, I mean, if somebody had a ruler on their body, I would say, oh, that's probably for measuring penises. She also says that her friends think it's outrageous. <laughs> oh, Tracy with the dick measuring tattoo? Oh, the tattoo also has practical purposes. She says when it came, it came in handy when helping her mom pick out a new garden pot. She was able to measure it with her, you know, her dick ruler that she had tattooed (laughs) on her forearm. Uh, She also says she has a 14-year-old daughter who is now getting to be old enough to 
to get sex jokes, and she said, no, uh, so she was, able, she was able to tell her daughter that the, the always, sex joke, yeah. yeah, the dick ruler is uh, a joke. Always a special moment where you can find out your mom is a dick ruler on her arm. <laughs> right. Hey. So there you go. There's uh, this week's episode. Here's your freaking podcast with the Jason Lee Clark Show. Again, thanks for coming along for the ride, and you can stay up to date all things JLNK, obviously, by going to jlnkshow.com. And yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.